loving, gracious God. Centre us today. Centre us today in your word. Help us to see how you provide comfort for us in all of the different ways. But Lord, today, may your Holy Spirit, your comforter, be upon us and fill our hearts with your comfort. Change our minds to see your comfort. We ask this in your name. Amen. Well, we are in our um, fourth week in our message series about comfort. And we've been exploring how God provides comfort. Um, In our first week, we had a look at at, at actually God's tender heart, at actually the, what it means for God to have a tender heart for the creation for us as people here. The second week, we explored how God offers us comfort, that the comfort is there for us to take. And last week, we explored the theme around how God heals. And this week, we're going to continue on and push in a little bit further, and we're going to be looking at the Holy Spirit the comforter. But just so we can remind ourselves of what is the basis of our, our preaching series, where we're founding it from, and how this is a key vital passage about the Messiah's coming and what the Messiah brings, and we know who the Messiah is, that is Jesus Christ. And we remember that Jesus came at Christmas time. And so leading up to Christmas, and I know we're a long way away, and we haven't put up Christmas decorations yet. Just wait, that's coming. But... And we're also going to sing some Christmas carols as well. I'm assured that we're going to sing Christmas carols. So that'll be fun. But this is a key passage that reminds us of the love and the comfort that Christ has brought to us and that God continues to bring to us through the Holy Spirit. And it comes from Isaiah chapter 40. And we're just going to read from the first verse of that, which just reminds us. And it says, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. And that is both comfort from God, but also a call for us to provide comfort as well. So today, as I'm exploring this comfort that is offered by God, I specifically want to explore the comfort that is offered by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is known as one of the words that we use to describe the Holy Spirit and the names of God, and we, we look through this, and the names of the Holy Spirit specifically is the Comforter. Let me ask you a couple of questions just to get us into this mood and, and what it was. How good is it when somebody comes alongside of you and encourages you in hard times? How good is it when someone comes alongside of you and helps and supports you when you don't have the strength to carry on? How good is it when someone comes alongside of you and is just there with you facing what you are facing, whether it is hard or good, just there with you. See, the Holy Spirit is our comforter. The Holy Spirit encourages you, strengthens you, and is your constant companion. I don't know about you. It depends on your tradition that you've grown up with, whether you've had a a tradition that has been a little bit more Pentecostal, 
a little bit more Holy Spirit orientated or whether you've been very traditional. Now, I'm not going to assume one way or another. But God offers us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And yet some of us don't understand what that means. Some of us don't comprehend what that has for us. Maybe people go and push speaking in tongues or healings and all of those, and, and, and that is true, that is offered to us. But it's not just that. The Holy Spirit offers us so much more than just that. But some of us find it difficult because we don't necessarily see that same expression. We don't necessarily feel that. We somehow have a little bit of disconnect. I want to share you a little bit of a story or an illustration for you. Do you remember back in the time when, when the first gift vouchers came out? Can you remember that? Now, now and we're leading into Christmas, and, and I, I bet you that there will probably be more gift vouchers given in Australia than real physical presents. But do you remember back when the first gift vouchers come out? Um, I remember when I first got an electronic gift voucher, not even a plastic card that said, you were given you know, this kind of experience or this thing. It was an email, an electronic voucher. And, and I remember that part of me was sceptical. Part of me didn't actually understand the extent of what this actually meant. Yes, I knew that there was an email come in that said that you had this, this gift there for you. All you had to do was select and choose. But it wasn't the real thing. It wasn't the physical thing there. It was the promise that it was there. It was there, and, and if you know about gift vouchers, it's, it's, and let me say this, we actually have a couple of movie vouchers sitting in our fridge. And it's been sitting there for quite some time. Has the movies gone away? Has the gift disappeared? The answer is no, it is still there. It is still waiting to be used, to be accepted and used. And as poor as this illustration is, that's like the Holy Spirit. The gift, the offering is there. We're going to have that willingness to use it, to come and accept that gift for us and let it become real in our lives. So we're going to jump into John's Gospel, and specifically John's Gospel, chapter 14, to explore the gift of the Holy Spirit that Jesus shared with his disciples that this gift, this promise, was coming. Jesus actually is explaining to his disciples what needs to happen, that he's going to actually have to go away. He's been spending all this time with his disciples and you know, being with them and teaching them and showing them and comforting and supporting and helping them and challenging them. And yet he's now explaining to them that he must go away, that he has to leave and go into to the Father again, go up into heaven to be separated from them. But God is going to give you a comforter, the Holy Spirit, to come upon you. So let's just set the scene of where Jesus is talking to his disciples and, and just actually, and, and we, I've chosen from John 14, verse 1, 
through to verse 4 just to set the scene for us. And it says this, Don't let your hearts be troubled, but trust in God and trust also in me. Notice that? God knows that we have hard times. God knows that when things change within our lives, our hearts become troubled. We, we become concerned with what's going to happen. But he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in who? Trust in God. And also, trust in me, in Christ, in Jesus. There is more than enough rooms in my Father's home. If there were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am and you will know the way where I am going. So Jesus is actually saying, I'm going to, go to, going to go back into heaven and there is a place for you there. Trust in me. And there's a place for you in many different rooms there for you. Trust in me. See, the, the disciples, they were troubled by this. They were troubled because Jesus had been with them and now he's telling them that he's no longer going to be with them. He's preparing them for the parting, the separation that will be there. But he also moves on in all of this. He goes on and gives them a promise of another helper, of another that will come and help them and comfort them and be with them. And this in John 14 from verses 15 through to 21 we will see that we will see that um, Jesus is actually, and I was just in the wrong wrong book of the gospel there, so that's why I went. That doesn't look right. John's gospel, not Luke's gospel. Ah, here we go. And if he says this, if you love me, obey my commands. And I will ask the Father who will give you another advocate, who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognise him, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Now, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. And when I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Those who accept my commands and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. Now, this is, a, this is an incredibly important passage for us to explore and try to come to grips with and understand. See, in verse 16 of this, Jesus is telling his disciples that God will send another helper. Now, I want to actually explore that another helper, just that another for a moment. The Greek word there, alos, means of the same kind. Not different, 
but of the same kind. So God the Father is going to send of the same kind another one like me to be with you. Notice the comfort that is coming from that. They, they, the disciples are worried, are concerned. Their hearts are troubled because Jesus is saying he's going to leave them. Even though he's giving a promise that they will be with him in heaven, they're leaving him right now and he's saying, but wait, God is going to give you another like me to comfort you. See, so often when we go another, we go, oh yeah, another, you know, like it's like something different or... But the, the nuance of this, the word that is saying this, is that there is another that is the same as Jesus. God, the Holy Spirit, will be with you. That's an amazing promise, an amazing comfort to the disciples. It's also an amazing promise for each and every one of us. The Holy Spirit, the comforter, is going to be with us forever. Now, I don't know about you, you may have heard a few translations, and still, I'm still sticking in verse 16 here, of, of the comforter or the advocate. There's a number of ways that we kind of translate this and, and move it around, and it's the advocate or the intercessor, the person who talks on your behalf, the counsellor or comforter or helper, or you might have even heard, the, you might even see in the Bible there, it might actually say paraclete. And the paraclete is, you know, the, the, the Greek translation, the Greek word meaning the one who comes near or the one who is alongside of you. So here we have God promising another one, just like Jesus, to be alongside of you, next to you, coming along with you in all that's going on. And this is what the Holy Spirit does, is, is there with you, alongside of you, coming along with you. Jesus has sent the Holy Spirit as the one who is beside you to help you, to comfort you, to plead for you, to intercede for you with God, to console you in hard times. So what does this mean for us? What is it that is important for us to take out of this? Especially if we're thinking about what it means for us to be comforted, to have comfort that comes upon us. If we're seeking comfort from God... It is provided to you. And that is so true. That the comfort that God provides is there. We know, we know from the first three weeks of this series that we've been looking that God provides comfort. God has a tender heart for all of the world, for each and every one of you. Everybody. God's character is to provide comfort for us. God offers you comfort. But so often when we are feeling down and not, not there and feeling wondering where God's comfort is, it's because we may be feeling that God is far away or non-existent. Jesus says this just in this one passage, and you'll notice that I used it at the beginning, we started at this, and at the end of the passage that we just read, but I'll just, we'll just put up verse 15 and 16 for us on the screen so we can hear and see this again, that that there is something that is important that we need to understand. That when we are saying God is far away and we're not feeling the comfort, then there is something that we need to understand for ourselves what might be blocking that. 
God is there and providing comfort. The Holy Spirit is there coming upon you, but there may be a block within you. And it says this, verse 15 and 16, if you love me, obey my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. So important that we understand that. It actually is, it's not that because we love God, God's going to send another, that's there coming. But we will be attuned to that because our love of God, our obeying of the commands helps us become in tune with what God wants for us. Our love doesn't force God to do this. God does it for us. But our love of God opens us up to the Holy Spirit in our lives, working in our lives. And you'll know the comfort that is provided through God because you've opened yourselves up to this. Now, I want to share with you a bit of a story, um, a personal story for me. You know, there have been some times in my life when I've actually felt really down and I've I've felt far away and, and not altogether happy with my lot in life. And I don't know whether you've ever had that, um, if you've, you've ever experienced that kind of thing. And, you know, if you're feeling that way, then you know you want somebody just to be alongside of you, just to be there. And at times they may not even understand why you are feeling that way, why you are not feeling um, the comfort of God upon your life. But let me say this. There have been times when I've felt like I just haven't been there and where's been God in all of this? You know, things have blown up, there have been difficulties there. But I've found when I've cried my heart out and I've turned back to God in God's word, in prayer, and asked for God to be on there, upon me, Seeking God, loving God, living out his commands. There's been a flow of the Holy Spirit upon me that has provided comfort that has allowed me to move through that tough, difficult time. It's actually that God has been there all alongside, next to me, comforting me, but I've built a block that I couldn't feel it. God was providing comfort, but I built a block. If you are not feeling comfort in your life from God at the moment, maybe it is because you are not loving God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Maybe it's because you're not loving your neighbour as you would yourself. Have you built the block that has hardened your heart to the Holy Spirit? Have you built a block that has said... I've created a barrier so God won't come upon me. Maybe the thing that you need to do today is pull down that barrier that you have created, that you've gone, I just need to protect myself. If you build a wall around you, that you're trying to protect yourself, how are you going to let God in if you've built barriers that stop God working in your life. We need to pull those down and let God work within your life. See, my prayer for you is that you will, 
You will know the outpouring of God's comfort upon your life, no matter what situation you're going through. That God's Holy Spirit will pour out upon you. And I love what it says in 2 Corinthians, verses, chapter 1, verses 3 and 5, and it says, All praise to God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of what? Source of all comfort. So God is the source of all of our comfort. He comforts us in our, our troubles so that we can comfort others. And when we are troubled, he will be able to give that same comfort that God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God showers us with his comfort through Christ. See, that is, a, is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon you. That if we are willing to love and follow God's commands... And as Jesus promised his disciples that were feeling troubled because of what is about to happen, Jesus promises that he will give you a comforter to come alongside of you, another one just like him to support and comfort you, the Holy Spirit. So let's pray now. I'm going to leave a little bit of space for you to ask if there's any, anything that you've built a wall up, that you build a wall to say, hold me apart, protect me, a wall of protection. If you've built that wall of protection, I want to leave you a space where you can ask and pull out one of those stones, one of those bricks, one of those things that you place there that is stopping the Holy Spirit from coming in. If you just want to have the Holy Spirit come upon your life, just pray with me right now. Gracious, loving God, you are there. You're alongside us. You are within us. You are there with us. Oh, Lord, so often we build barriers. So often we, we hide ourselves to protect ourselves. So, Lord, now, we ask, we ask in the power of Jesus' name that you will provide the Holy Spirit upon our lives. We seek the Holy Spirit to fall upon us, to be upon us now. But Lord God, if we have created a barrier, help us to take out that one thing that is stopping us from seeing and accepting your comfort in our lives. Lord, right now, highlight that for us. Highlight what it means that we've built this barrier to stop you from entering as much as stopping anybody else from entering us. Lord, if, if we don't even know your Holy Spirit, I pray that you offer that to us right now. I pray that God forgive my sins. Forgive me when I have put myself in front of your will and your commands. Forgive me when I've created myself as the Lord of my life. 
Lord, I come to you and ask you that you are my Lord and Saviour. Lord, may your Holy Spirit, your grace, your love fall afresh upon us now. May we know the gifts that you give us. May we know the comfort and love that only you can give us. May we know the support and care that your Holy Spirit gives us today. Oh Lord God, renew us, restore us, comfort us. We ask this in your holy name. Amen.